When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. David, welcome in. Good afternoon. How you doing? Good, Anita. How you doing today? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Uh, I'm a little under the weather, um, but uh, I'm powering through. I'm uh, I'm thrilled to have you on the program. It's okay. It's all right. It's all good. Um, But thank you. Um, Let's talk about this Yankee start. I I mean, it's unbelievable. Again, um, our producer Ty sent me a stat. Yankees are 21 in one when Stanton and Judge both homer in the same game. So uh, the, the, the start has been terrific. I, I guess the biggest question, I'm, I don't mean to be a negative Nelly here, but listen, I, I've been following Major League Baseball for a long time. Like, how, how, is, how, how long could this be sustainable? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know where they're getting their baseballs from, right? All, all we're hearing about is that the dead balls this year. And uh, it hasn't really right. affected Judge and Stanton all that much, it seems like. You know, these guys, I was actually, funny you mentioned, I had been looking back and just seeing how some of these, the performances have gone in past years. And yeah, there was a livelier ball around the switch around 2019 or so. Uh, but with Judge and Stanton, they're, I mean, how can you be on a much better pace? I mean, Judge is pretty much on a pace right now for 50 home runs. So uh, at that rate, you know, he seems to be on or above uh, his usual pace here. And, you know, just look at what they usually do. I mean, what's the key a lot of times if you're a good hitter? If you're a big, strong guy... You know, you're going to produce a lot of exit velocity and you're going to produce home runs. So it's no shock that Stanton and Judge are one and two uh, in exit velocity uh, in Major League Baseball. So this is not just kind of a trend for those two guys. This, this is what they do. And obviously when they do it, as the stat you just mentioned, uh, it produces very good things for the Yankees. Um. You know, and, and, and listen, I don't want to take anything away from, from other guys that are contributing as well, right? Donaldson, two strike games with a home run as well. We were talking about Rizzo, how he started the season strong. He's kind of tapered off. But isn't that, when, when you look around Major League Baseball and you look at teams that, you know, that, that have a, a really good winning percentage, that's what happens. I, I think it's unrealistic to, to assume that Stanton and Judge are going to stay on this tear for a very long, we know, a very lengthy Major League Baseball season. But what's crucial is that you have other guys in that lineup that right now might be a little little cold, but you know, I, I think we can anticipate hopefully we'll heat up again. And, and there's an ebb and flow, kind of a roller coaster ride in regards to what happens in each and every clubhouse. I, I don't know what some of the conversations have been like, Anita, with you and, and some of your callers as far as you know, analyzing how the teams performed offensively. But I, lo- I think a lot of Yankee fans would probably look at the team 
and say they haven't really clicked offensively yet as a whole. Like, not everybody's been kind of going together at the same time. If you look at that Rangers series, you know, they won two out of three games and only scored five runs, you know. So I, I think it's a situation where, like you mentioned, you know, some guys are hot, some guys cool off. I mean, you look at Aaron Hicks, you know, he had a good night last night, uh, but they had a long stretches of, you know, I think the last time I looked, he was like one for 18 with runners in scoring position. You know, Donaldson had a very kind of cool start. Rizzo, you mentioned, had cooled off to some degree. So you wouldn't really, you know, uh, IKF, Isaiah kind of Falefa had cooled off quite a bit from after when, when he got hot. So, you know, you, you look at the lineup one through nine, and, and the Yankees do change it quite a bit, as we know, from day to day. But you hadn't really seen, you know, one that had just been firing all the time. You know, will they get to that spot? I think once the temperature heats up a little bit in these parts, it's been a brutal spring. Uh, for hitting, uh, and I think you might see a little bit of that as well. But, yeah, I think there's still some unlocked potential here for the rest of the Yankees lineup. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Again, David Lennon joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's talk about the rotation. I mentioned it. We, we really didn't, you know, we had a, we had a, an optimism about how we thought Severino would, could, would, would bounce back from last year. Um, you know, we weren't sure what we were going to get with Cole because of his struggles once Major League Baseball cracked down on the sticky stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, again, Yankee fans have to be thrilled with this rotation as well. Well, you never, you know, you never really thought of this year's Yankees team as a pitching first team. Uh, You know, everybody knew they were going to have a pretty decent bullpen. They have some good pieces on the back end. You know, Chapman, you know, his, his, you know, anxiety, uh, provoking performances notwithstanding. Uh, but the rotation, yeah, I mean, Cole, you know, you had to figure he was going to become the $300 million guy at some point, and it was shaky there for the first three starts of the year. I mean, he had, I think he had a six-and-a-half ERA for those first three starts. He's since stabilized since then and looked a lot more like himself, uh, and I, I expect that to continue again as the weather improves and it's a little bit easier to get a grip on the baseball. I think that's something that's going to – help him based on his past history. You know, Severino, you know, we saw what he's capable of the other day. He had a terrible start to to that game against the Blue Jays. You know, really got nicked up for the the three runs, put put him in the 3-0 hole. But he hung around. You know, he toughened up and got them almost through five innings and and showed what he's capable of when his pitches are working. Uh, And I think that's only going to get better. Severino's really kind of the only concern for them only because he's, you know, coming off a of Tommy John surgery from, from two years ago. Mm-hmm. Everybody else pretty much has a clean bill of health and, and is pretty much a green light, and, and, they've, and they've performed well. And looking at the American League East, um, you know, the Yankees right now, as we know, uh, 24, um, 24 and 8, so they have a 4.5 game lead on Tampa Bay and a 7.5 game lead on the Blue Jays. A lot of, a lot of analysts, all right, uh, Pick the Blue Jays to win this division 
over the Yankees. Uh, and again, seven and a half. What are you seeing from the Toronto Blue Jays that you feel why they're struggling uh, and what they need to turn around? Well, I mean, I think offensively uh, is something they kind of need to, to get going again. I mean, I, I think that's been an area. Uh, I think they've probably pitched even a little bit better uh, than people would have suspected coming in, even with the improvements they made uh, in the rotation. And, you know, I, I think this, this past two-game series, Anita, from this week was, was very telling in, in what the Yankees were able to do. I mean, twice the Blue Jays went up on them, uh, and convincingly so, it seemed, on that, in that Tuesday night game. And the Yankees came back both times, you know, that they've really shown kind of, you know, they're not world champions uh, at, this, at this stage, but showed kind of a championship-type resolve, you know, in, in fighting back in those games uh, and scratching through some runs, a big home run here and there, and then, you know, having the, the bullpen, you know, finish it off. So they were really kind of, you know, it's early, but, you know, I think those were, were two pretty good statement wins for the Yankees against a team that's supposed to be, you know, their big rival in that division. And it's funny that you mentioned the Rays in Nita because that's the team that often tends to get overlooked. And again, I think heading into this season to some degree, and who's just snuck into there in second place already while nobody was paying attention. And now it's the Rays, which is really a huge early uh, season series down in Tampa over, over the Memorial Day weekend. Um, uh, let's turn our attention to what's going on with the Mets. Unfortunately, they lose to Seattle uh, yesterday, 2-1. Scherzer with a great performance, seven innings, only gave up one run, seven strikeouts, but unfortunately lost by one. Little revenge game for Seattle there, uh, of course. Um, but your thoughts on, on the Mets this season as well. You know, I, I talk about it a lot, you know, in that it's, it's, it's just these are two teams when it comes to the Yankees and the Mets. Not only are they doing well, but they are dominating both, you know, the, the American League and the National League. It, it's, it's one thing, obviously, to have two teams that obviously are, are, are competitive and, and they're in the mix. But, I mean, just to have both the Yankees and the Mets, and again, I know it's early, I know it's a small sample size, but to have both these franchises dealing and, and being so dominant, um, it's, it's an exciting time for New York baseball across the board, right? Yeah, I mean, it's something we're kind of used to with the Yankees, I guess, right? I mean, they, they had a little bit of a slow start, obviously, last year. Um, but in, in this case, you know, to have the Mets come out so strong, uh, and not that it was, I'm not going to say it's, it's unexpected to the degree, you know, but people certainly believe that this team improved over the winter, you know, and made themselves a more balanced lineup and certainly added a, you know, a Cy Young pitcher at the front end and Max Scherzer. So they made significant improvements this winter to be a much better team. Now, where they are at this point, I, I think we're seeing, you know, wondering a little bit about the offense, uh, you know, certainly you know, they could use a little bit more power. You know, Alonzo has been, you know, complaining a little bit about maybe not getting the same distance on his uh, balls as we saw Friday night. has died at the warning track, which could have been a tying home run. So offensively, you know, they've done enough. You know, the rotation has been great, you know, aside from McGill's clunker uh, the other day. And you assume they're going to get DeGrom back. And I, I say assume, you know, that recovery has gone a little bit slower uh, than they first announced. So that will obviously be a big boost for them. You know, I also think they're going to need some bullpen help. As they get closer to the trade deadline, I think it's going to be crucial for them to get another big, or maybe even two, you know, to bolster the back end of that bullpen. Diaz has pitched great, but, but I think they need to strengthen that uh, with a couple more shutdown guys. And when they can, you know, take on whatever money they need, you know, I don't think that should be a problem. 
Yeah, I, again, you know, you look at, at both franchises doing extremely well. Yankees with the bats, Mets more so with their pitching rotation. Uh, you mentioned DeGrom. With the Mets doing well, I know, and, and this was, uh, this was uh, I want to say, earlier this week, right? DeGrom went from the 10-day IL to the 60-day IL, and, and not because there was a, a quote-unquote setback, but they just, it, it was roster moves. But, you know, because the Mets are, are, are performing so well, at the end of the day, you know, there, I look at it this way, curious to get your thoughts, David, and that is, like, there is no rush. Um, to get DeGrom back into the mix, you know? So I can, I can see the Mets wanting to be, like, extra careful um, and extra sensitive in, in, in regard to when they do bring DeGrom back. Are, are you, do you, I guess my question to you is, do you feel that if the Mets weren't doing so well, there'd be a, a more aggressive, uh, you know, try to, to get DeGrom back in action? Yeah, I, I see your point there, Anita, but at the same time, there's a couple factors at work here. For one, obviously we know all about DeGrom's health issues, right? And, and it's not a situation where you can even apply any type of additional pressure to try to get him back in the fold. I mean, as we've seen, and he tried to come back from a couple different things last year and then just kept getting shut down. You know, he would come out to start after one injury, would make it a couple innings, would, would be shut down for a bit, come back again maybe out again with another injury up to four innings. So they've tried the approach of has an injury, MRI's clean, pitch him. Has an injury, MRI clean, pitch him. So in this case, regardless of where they stood, I think they were just going to take, you know, it extra careful regardless. And the other part of this, uh, Anita, is, is that DeGrom has an opt-out at the end of this year. He's not going to come back until he feels – at 100% or as close to 100% as he can be to function. He's not rolling the dice here. You know, he's going to make sure he's clean and good to perform at maximum uh, ability because there's a lot of financial stuff riding on the line here, too. Not to, not to say that he's, you know, not out to help this team win a championship, but, you know, it's, it's a big year for him. You know, it was a big conversation in spring training about the opt-out. And I would expect that to still happen, uh, regardless of how many starts he makes this year. Uh, again, David Lennon from Newsday joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, David, really quick, if you could just comment on uh, the fact that the Padres have signed um, Robinson Cano. And so what, what does that mean for the Mets in regard to the amount of money? I, I, I read var- various reports. At one point, I was told that they owed him 30, a little over $30 million. Another report, a little over $20 million. So now that the Padres have signed Robinson Cano, what does that mean for the Mets and what they owe him? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Well, the Mets are still on the hook for the money they owe them. I mean, they owe them roughly $38 million. I mean, the balance, the balance over the next two years is like 46 but the Mariners have paid some of that to the Mets when the deal was done. So if you're talking strictly what the Mets owe on this deal, it's roughly 38 when they cut them loose. The Padres only have to pay them uh, a prorated version of the minimum salary this year, which is about 700000 So, yeah, the Padres aren't picking up any of that. You know, he is a, he is a free agent. He was released. 
uh, from the Mets, and that contract the Mets owe them, uh, they owe them that money regardless. That money's guaranteed. So for the Mets, don't, <laughs> people shouldn't be thinking that the Mets are getting any type of deal off of this. Uh, they, they're still on the hook uh, for that money. And as far as the Mets are concerned, you know, they were, they'd be a lot happier if he kind of just went off into the sunset, I think. Now that he's playing for a Padres team and he, can, he will be playing, you know, now that debate's going to be open again. Now we'll see if he really did have uh, something left in the tank. And, you know, that the Mets have to play the Padres. They still have six games left against them. And I think they play him, they play him out there in San Diego on June 6th. So I certainly expect Cano to still be on the team then, you know, barring any injury. So the debate, as controversial as it was, you know, releasing Cano, and there, and there was some debate over that, I think the debate is going to be open anew depending on how he performs out in San Diego now. You know, I was I was looking at uh, at the Yankees in, in Mets schedule. I'm really excited for the Subway Series to begin, and it's 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 in a, it's in quite a while. I, I mean, it's it's not until what like end of June, July, something like that. It's a ways away. I'm just hoping that uh, these two ball clubs can uh, maintain this type of success because boy, what a Subway Series that's going to be, right? Oh no doubt, it's, it, it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, it always is anyway. You know, when these two teams play each other, there's always there's always some kind of storyline involved, whether the Mets are bad or good or whatever. You know, the Yankees are usually the Yankees. So it's always the big brother, little brother type. But the, the, the dynamics have shifted. I mean, now that Steve Cohen owns the Mets, it's not so mm-hmm. much a little brother anymore. You know, now they're, now they're going toe-to-toe financially. Uh, and that definitely changes things a little bit. And you're right. It would be great if both teams were atop their leagues when they wind up meeting again. And unfortunately, it is still going to be a little, a little ways away. Do you feel they are going to toe to toe? I I I guess I just and I don't have the numbers in front of me. I apologize, but I just I get I get the sense that now you know the Mets and that ownership group you know is 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 endless pockets and endless Brinks trucks. Oh yeah, I mean that if you're going strictly on payroll for this year, I mean the, the Yankees are paying in excess of about two hundred and sixty million, and the Mets are at about close to two ninety. So if you want to go just on what their their bank their payrolls are looking at right now, yeah, the Mets are past them. But I think if you factor into the other the other parts of it, you know, reputation, legacy, you know, where the two te- two teams stand in the city, you know, I still think we probably agree that the Mets have a little ground to make up uh, on the Yankees in that capacity. So, uh, yeah. But if you're talking financial might, yeah, the, the the Mets are not the little brother in that regard at all. You know, I'm just talking about more of the measure of the history of championships and, and more of the legacy of winning of what the Yankees have been able to do, you know, compared to their uh, flushing brethren uh, over the years. David, uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us uh, this, uh, this afternoon. Really do appreciate your time. Enjoy your weekend. My pleasure, Anita. Feel better. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.